You're listening to DraftKings Network. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. God bless football, Billy. God bless football, Stugatz. Week three of the NFL, huh? Yeah, week three of the NFL. It's uh, it's exciting. How did week one of God Bless Football go? I am told that America loved God Bless Football. I'm very excited for this week's episode, but I am told that it was the most downloaded thing we had on Levitard and Friends Network last week. I don't care if that's accurate or not. I just, I, I felt good about hearing that from some people. I did not check the accuracy of it, so you tell me. Well, if you don't care about the accuracy, I would tell yeah. you that it's the highest rated thing that has ever been put out. Uh, in any of these podcasts and in the history of the Levitard and Friends universe. It, it almost wow. doubled the next thing, uh, if you don't care about Amazing. accuracy. God bless football. God bless football. I don't. Um, we're going to have Mike Golick again this week. Hey, listen, Bill, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have Golick on again. We're going to have Chris Sims on again. But a little something special here presented by DraftKings. Matthew Cherry is Ooh. going to make an appearance. <laughs> You're you teased him that. last week and you were able to get him this week. I was able to land him, which is incredible. Like, listen, you told me that this show has become so popular that people are calling in requesting to be guests on the show. Like Aaron Rodgers called in, like Drew Brees called in, want to talk about his hair. And we bumped all of them because Matthew Cherry, for our audience, was the big get. And I got him. <laughs> because you can't have a show called God Bless Football without fantasy advice, you know? Well, I mean, someone named Aaron and someone named Drew may or may not have reached <laughs> out. I'm not going to say what their last names were. Uh, but okay. I said, you know what? Got to keep it tight. We don't have endless amounts of uh, room for guests. And I guess uh, I guess now we're going to have to make room for Matthew Cherry, which I'm happy to do. I can't believe you got him on such short notice. I did. I got Matthew Cherry. And I believe we're in negotiations, intense negotiations. But I believe I will have Matthew Cherry for the remainder of the season. I wow. Mean, <laughs> how about that? I mean, this is very God exciting. bless football. We're presented by DraftKings, Billy. We did a contest in week one. I think you finished out of 1,000 people, like 675th. I'm not certain mm. I did much better. Um, a little respect. Yeah. I finished 559th out of 1,000 people. <laughs> it's in the week two Sorry. daily fantasy Sorry. league, Levitard and Friends on DraftKings. We have another one this week. And Stugatz, uh, okay. good news, exciting news. Last week, there was only 1,000 people that could get in. This week, 1,500 people can get in. $3 wow. buy-in. We're going to put the uh, all the info in the link. So you can sign up that way and uh, compete against us. And last week, 558 people beat me. And uh, 
<laughs> whatever the math is, 400 and whatever did not. So try uh, to be one I, of the top ones. Yeah. Let's be clear, though. Um, it's not $3,000 total to the winner. It's $3,000 in total prizes, correct? Well, I mean, now that there's more people involved, uh, well, Bertie told me $4,500, but that'll be distributed amongst winners. Yeah. Wow. How yeah. little Bertie told you that? A little Bertie. <laughs> yeah, God bless football. God bless football. It was an email from DraftKings. <laughs> God bless Mike Golick. Let's bring him on. Mike, if you could do like a Freaky Friday thing and you'd change with bodies with a younger person, would you do it? Wow. So, like, I'm still my age, but I'm in a younger person's body? Yeah, like your personality or I guess your soul or whatever would just be in a young person's body. Huh. That would be interesting. Is Wait, it Billy, hold on. I want, I want to be clear on this, Billy. You're saying that his soul would be in a younger person's body? Like Mike would just be possessing a younger yes. person's body? Yeah, and then they'd be like, take, I'm asking because we were talking uh, moments ago and Stugatz was saying, I told him I aspire to be an old person and he said that I am an old person. I said, it'd be a dream if I could just switch bodies with an old person because I have old tendencies, but it's not socially acceptable for me to be that old uh, in the body that I have. So it's not like, like if I were to scream like at kids to like get off my lawn, it would be like, wow, this person is just like rude and not like, oh, well, that's an old person. That's acceptable, you know? So I just, I'd like to, if possible, switch bodies with an older person so that I'm more <laughs> accepted for being the way that I am and liking the things that I like. If I could switch bodies with Chase Young, I would Ooh. do that. I have my whole mentality of my 58 year old and all the things I've been through but have that athletic of a body, which would be a first for me. Mike, you played in the NFL. How was that possible? You were athletic at one uh, point. Yeah, I was athletic for then. I'm not, right. I, I was an average NFL player. I, I would like to be, you know, great. What right. if the person is Rodrigo Blankenship that you have to change bodies with? <laughs> no, I'm not going to be a kicker. No. Oh, wow. You, no. Yeah, but Mike, you'd be younger. I mean, no, no, knowing what I know and going through football and feeling about kickers the way I did, no, I couldn't do it. Couldn't mm. do it. Nope. Nope. I'm sorry. Billy, whose old body would you want to possess? <laughs> oh, man. I would take, like, Mel Brooks's body if it was offered to me. Mel right. Brooks? Yeah, why, why not? Well, why I know. Not? I don't know. Wait, why not? Now, now here's my question because he's, like, he's, he's like significantly old, right? Like, he's probably yes. close to 90. So would I be getting his organs and, like, whatever failures maybe coming well, you're the one way. starting this whole thing and now you're trying That's to decide true. what you get now yeah. mike this is what he does he just kind of this he throws it out there all right he throws a grenade out there and then he has no idea what the answer he it got away from me honestly so he, he throws something <laughs> out there and then and then ends up having a conversation with himself which will lead to probably arguing with himself and probably contradicting himself correct but if i was in the body of an old person it'd be more acceptable to be arguing with myself and talking to myself than me That's at my true. current age That's true. We would just yeah. say. Oh, he's old. Leave him alone. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. Point. Mike, meet Billy Gill. Wow. <laughs> complicated. He's crazy. I mean, seriously. Do you follow Mike on Twitter? It's at Golic on Twitter. I'm certain yeah. that you did. I just want to read this tweet to you and to the audience and, and to Mike as well, because it made me laugh out loud. Where Mike says, my daughter, at Sid Golic, who I've grown to love, by the way, helping me with my social media... We just finished something. Within seconds, I got this email from her. Good afternoon, Mike. After the filming and... Was it filming? Yes. Filming. After the filming and labor of timing your gifts, the total you owe me is $150. Let me know how you'd like to transfer. What, what, what are you, how are you reading? It's $150,000. Oh, what, I'm sorry. I need glasses. Hold on. Talk about killing the whole story. Okay. Let, well, that's the beauty of taping. In fact, leave yeah, it all in there. Right yeah. after the After the filming and labor, uh, the total you owe me is $150,000. Let me know how you'd like to transfer i am shocked that she was asking for 150 grand which is why i won 150 dollars the first time but the fact of the matter is your daughter is charging you to help you you've yes. helped you you've helped her out your entire life i mean it's amazing how they forget that part of it they'll right. they'll know that at some age when they're a parent and raising kids 
the, how much they help. But yes, she's helping me really more with Instagram and, and Twitter, I guess, as well. Right. And she's trying to get money for her. I said, you realize I'm hmm. shelling out a lot of money for your wedding coming up in <laughs> April. And she says, I know wow. this is over the top, though. This is something for me to live on, yeah. you know, after the wedding. She said, my future husband, uh, Ben Broniker, again, he, he played at Harvard. He played in the NFL for four years as a tight end. He's getting ready to go to med school. So she said, listen, he's going to be in med school. We're not going to be making any money. So I'm going to need to be paid substantially well to handle your social media. Hmm. So that's her argument. Okay. So, so how'd you transfer it then? Yeah, she ain't getting shit. Is oh. what is that? Bad? I told her. I told her I'd Venmo to her. Right. I told her I'd Venmo. You don't have Venmo. That's exactly right. She'll be waiting a long time. Wait, hold on. But Billy, we buried the lead. Are we invited to this wedding? Uh, by we, I mean me and Billy. I mean, I'm not invited to the wedding, and that's. Uh, I, I have a that. chance. I think. I don't know. Mm. It's possible. It's possible. There's still. There may still be some empty seats out there that need to be filled. Uh, my, well, Billy, why don't you start with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Because I think it's a funny place to. Start start where you have this uh you have this quarterback according to a caller who injured himself right before the season on one of those big water slides okay mike you love a good water slide right oh god here we go here's a conspiracy <laughs> theory it's a tinfoil cap yeah well done billy per your request mike i now have the tinfoil on my head ryan fitzpatrick as two guys mentioned did not actually get injured playing football he got injured on a water slide the yep. week before the football season. Mm-hmm. Did you know anyone that was injured on water slides during football season and then pretended like they got hurt playing? Not a water slide, but certainly I know of players who have been injured at stuff they do at home, and then you obviously never say that coming into the office because they can legally not pay you for that. So there was a certain player mm. who the night before a game, we were – out, you know, having a couple of beers and going back to the hotel, there was a bit of an accident with a curb and an ankle. Hmm. And it was basically nothing was said about that. And then there was heavy tape before a game. And then on a certain play, said player grabbed his ankle and said, Ow, I hurt my ankle on this play. And they didn't. That's so smart. I should have done that. In college, I did track. In college, I did track, and I was playing a pickup basketball game, and it was against, like, it was like an alumni high school game, and I was playing against, like, 45-year-olds, and they were so dirty that they'd stick their feet under you while you'd be going up for rebounds and stuff, and I rolled my ankle. So then when I showed up at track practice, I was in, like, a walking boot, and my coach is like, what happened to you? And I was honest, (laughs) and I was like, I was playing pickup basketball, and he's like, Luckily, I was a walk-on. He's like, if you were a scholarship athlete, you would have lost your scholarship for this. But like, yeah. since you're a walk-on, like, whatever. Yeah, they don't care if you're a walk-on. No, they, they don't care. They don't care what happens to you as long as you can hopefully be on the field to get beat up by the scholarship players. So think about this: if this story is indeed true, a starting quarterback on a water slide gets hurt before the season. Okay, a week before the season. Now he's a quirky quarterback. He's got a nice, glorious beard. He has a Harvard degree. But imagine if it was Jameis Winston. it's crazy because i absolutely believe this story (laughs) well see okay now i have not heard the story is this documented or is this just a conspiracy theory out there so so a caller called into a washington radio show and said he was at a water park saw ryan fitzpatrick on the big water slide and saw fitzpatrick after he got off the slide and we've all been there this could happen where he was limping around the park for the remainder of the day and it looked like he had hurt his back well i'm gonna say every single time i've been to a water park there is no doubt i've nicked something yes. on my body because you know you want to go down you want to make it as fun as possible so sometimes you'll go down in a way maybe you shouldn't go down and there will be injuries involved so i would not doubt that if he was at a water park he got nicked a little bit but then i cannot go so far as to say that's the injury that was on the field though i have been part of and seen those situations before. <laughs> the Golics at a water park seems like the best time. 
The best thing oh. ever. Yeah. Oh my God. Let me tell you what. They're phenomenal. Absolutely. And, and we we end up doing stupid things where we're ramming into one another or locked into one another. Well, you threw or... your brothers downstairs as part of a game yeah, last week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did WWE off the high board at our at our local pool. So of course. Yeah, it would get pretty treacherous. Sometimes we'd come down the water slide and red water would come down after because oh my we'd God. be bleeding. <laughs> Sorry, it's just blood. What's the matter with your family, Mike? I, I mean, you know. We're large. <laughs> well, your Notre Dame family, I've been telling Billy, can you imagine what it's like to go to a Notre Dame game with the Golics? Okay? It's something we have to do. I've heard about big golf carts. I heard, listen, I have been told that you own that mother town, Mike. <laughs> so, so at the actual game, I'm, I'm very calm. I just sit and I watch. Right. You know, even when my kids were playing, even when Mike and Jake were playing football, Little League, high school at Notre Dame, and Mike forbid, you know, in, in camps and preseason, I always sat quietly and watched. But getting there, yes, at Notre Dame, I had a golf cart. It would help me go to different tailgates a lot quicker. It keeps me moving. And then I get in the stadium. I will eat a lot of food. I will have more than a few <laughs> beers. I mean, right. I take advantage of the food and drink situation. There's no doubt about it. And I said, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The golf cart is the best purchase I ever made at Notre Dame. I love the golf cart more than I love my kids. <laughs> Can you describe your golf cart, though? <laughs> like, the golf cart was- is painted like Notre Dame blue <laughs> and it has big wheels. I jacked the wheels up and it's jacked up a little bit. I love I- it. I can't use it on a golf course. It doesn't have that. It has a back seat to it that folds down into a flat area. Uh-huh. And so basically, you know, I got it when Mike was a freshman, then, and I still have it. So it's been through all the kids. And I had to tell them, you are not allowed to drive this when I'm not there because. I don't know if you guys remember way back when there was a USC player, scholarship football player, who got a ride on a golf cart and got in trouble and had to pay $20 to the NCAA or it was going to be a violation because they were getting, he got a benefit other students didn't get. So I literally had to tell my kids, if you go in this golf cart as scholarship athletes, you will get in trouble. I will lose my golf cart privileges and I will friggin' disown you because <laughs> I love this golf cart. I love everything about this golf cart. I said every day, I don't I don't lie. Every day my kids where they rank ranges. Sometimes the sh- they're real shitty and they go to the bottom. Sometimes I love my dogs better than my kids. It changes right. every day, but the golf cart has almost always been at the top. Let's do the rankings today. I mean, let, let's rank mm. the golf court, the kids, the pets, anything you got, okay? Well, I, you know, I've been out of town. You know, I, I, I've been out of town, so uh, Sydney, It seems like Sid would be last this week. Sydney <laughs> is, is staying with us now until Ben finds out where he's going to med school oh, and geez. before their wedding. So still coming to the house literally almost every day is a package for Sydney that's basically bought with my credit card. So Sydney has been... <laughs> below the dog you can't get to this wedding quick enough can you i mean it's unreal i'm like sydney i'm spending all this money on the wedding you don't need anything else we're just getting ready for the wedding okay dad sure i I swear to you i went to the door the other day right as the guy was delivering packages two packages for her i'm like what what, what are we doing what do we know she goes well sometimes i send them back or i got a deal on this one it's unbelievable that's always the great line is, oh, but I got it on sale, so I saved you money. No, you didn't. No, you didn't save me any money. <laughs> now we know why he's hosting trivia shows and doing Florio <laughs> and doing all of these podcasts and games. Dude, you got anything for me to do? I'll do it for money. I mean, listen, <laughs> I will do it for money until April 16th and all those wedding bills are paid off. So Mike and Jake have to rotate, right? They're always one, two, right? I would imagine. At this point, while the money spending is going on by Sydney, though she is helping me with my social media, yes, right. it fluctuates between between <laughs> Mike and Jake because they, they don't they have their own money now. They don't spend my money anymore. Oh, God, I love Still it. Still below uh, the golf cart, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike, let's start with college real quick, because I was saying this all week. The fact that the Florida Gators um, 
took Alabama into the fourth quarter. Very close game. If we're going to sit here and praise Alabama the way we're all, all praising Alabama, it's Alabama and everyone else, and there's not even a close second. Well, Florida's pretty damn close considering they had a two-point conversion late in that game to tie the game. You could question the call. That's fine. They were gashing the middle of that defense the entire afternoon. So I don't have an issue with that call at all. But if you're going to operate under the assumption that Alabama is that much better than everyone else, then shouldn't a team that had a chance to beat them, only lost by two, took the game to the fourth quarter, should they have moved up big time in the rankings? Uh, I, I would think so. I right. Florida, listen, and, and I was watching that game, and then I had to leave to go do my game, which I'm going to get to because it, it correlates with the story. And it was 21-7 to early on, and, and, and um, Alabama, they were rolling. And I thought, oh, what a blowout. Then I got to the stadium. I did the Georgia game last week, Georgia-South Carolina. And I got to the stadium, and, I, and it's 31-29. And right. I'm like, oh, shit, what happened? And I saw Bama only had a, under 100 yards rushing. They had 11 penalties. Let me tell you, this week has to be hell for those players with those, with those mistakes there. But you have to give Florida tons of credit for that, for, for what they've done. Because I was saying Alabama and everybody else, but let me tell you, there, there's another horse in the race. Well, you got to give Florida credit and friggin' Georgia I'm telling you, Stugat, yeah. that Georgia defense is the best defense in the country. They have a 6'6", 340-pound nose tackle that runs like a DN. They're, Shane Beamer, the head coach at South Carolina, they asked him after the game, how was that defense able to do what they did against you? He said, they're all five stars. He said, every <laughs> freaking one of them's a five star. He said, the big guys are fast and the fast guys are big. I mean, they're unbelievable. So, the game I'm looking forward to is you're looking at um, Florida. When they play Florida later, Georgia and Florida now. Yes. Because everybody's everybody's sitting there saying, well, now, okay, Alabama got by that, so now let's wait for Alabama and Georgia in the SEC championship game, right? But because they don't play in the regular season. But Georgia's got to play Florida now. So there's at least a comparison game between Georgia and Alabama and certainly Florida as well. So – I'm I'm throwing Georgia in that mix because we obviously we've seen Clemson go down, Ohio State go down. We keep saying, what's another team that's going to step up? Could it be a Texas A&M stepping up? Are we going to get a Pac-12 team, you know, like Oregon stepping up? So I, I'm real interested, but but I I am flying the flag high for Georgia and what they're doing. Yeah, so the, the winner of that Florida-Georgia game will in all likelihood face Alabama in the SEC Finals. So really, that game's going to be like a de facto playoff game, right? right? Because right. Uh, even if you lose in the SEC Championship game, it looks like you may still have a good shot. Mike, the only thing I'll say about Georgia, I don't doubt you. You know this stuff way better than I do. Clemson seems to be down this year. So like yeah, I, yeah. I know we're all using Cle Georgia's defense and their performance yes. against Clemson, but Clemson doesn't seem to be the same team, especially on offense, that they've been in years past. I, I agree with you. That's why we need these markers. And when you look on the Georgia schedule, you know, this they have Vanderbilt, then Arkansas, which could be an interesting game. Yes. Now, Arkansas plays Texas A&M this week, so let's see what happens to them. Then they play Auburn, Kentucky, and then it's Florida. Then Missouri, Tennessee, and, and Georgia Tech and somebody else. So it's really everybody's kind of looking at that Florida game. But we've already had some early surprises, so we'll see if we have any more. Because you're right, Clemson is down. But, man, I saw it with my own eyes, what they are. They are something. And to see Bama, I thought Bama was going to roll. But to see them kind of in the, in the position they were, at least it makes me feel better to make others feel better that maybe the gap is closer than we all think. Who knows? Correct. We'll see. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible what Nick Saban has. But, Mike, I went to that game, and to see his quarterback, this might be the best quarterback he's had, which is saying something when you consider oh, Mac Jones is starting yeah. for yeah. the New England Patriots, Tua is starting for the Dolphins, although he's hurt. This might be the best quarterback Nick Saban's ever had. It's insane. It's unbelievable. And, and in the new era, guys, you know, got a seven-figure deal before he stepped on the field, which yes. will only increase. I mean, they don't have problems getting five stars anyway. But now when these five stars know they can come to Alabama and get paid a shitload before they even step on the field, I mean, that's just another feather in their cap. Uh, NFL, Mike, have you, like, 
when you were playing, taunting was, well, taunting was the thing. Taunting still is a thing. The fact that they're trying to scrub it out of the game is ridiculous. You guys are colliding for a living. It's okay to express yourself after you've collided, after you've scored a touchdown, after you put in all that hard work. It's okay to express how you feel uh, within reason during a football yes, game. Yes. But Mike, were you a big taunter when you were playing? No, no. Um, oh, as I've said, and it continues to be, the further away from the ball you get, the more mouthy and taunty you get. <laughs> Linemen are more concerned with getting air in their lungs. The most you get out of a lineman is D-lineman, O-lineman conversation. Hey, quit holding me. <laughs> you. That's it. They're done. <laughs> They're done. They're too busy getting air in their lungs for the next play where right. you got DBs, linebackers, wide receivers, running back, talking all kind of shit going on. But, but I listen – they're going too far, but they do this. Every, they make it a point of interest. They have something every year that's a point of interest. They're going to throw a bunch of flags early and then hope that the players will understand you're going to get a flag. And that, and that's that's what the coaches need to tell them. Listen, I get it. You know, I, I get what you're doing. I, I get it. You know, you get up and you do a quick little thing. You know, I'm not into overly taunting somebody, you know, and, and – in a bad way, but to get up and look at the guy and, you know, kind of give him that look down or spin the ball gives a shit. I mean, come on. And if I hear that excuse, well, all you're doing, you're, you're giving the, you know, the impression to young kids. So here's the conversation as a little league coach with a young kid who gets up and spins the ball, go to the bench, you're done, but they do it in the NFL. Well, Jimmy, when you get in the NFL, you can do it now hit the bench. Cause that's right. where you're going right now. So I don't want to. I don't want to hear that part of it. So I just think th they've done this with other things as well, and it's not the refs' fault because remember the refs get graded every single game. So they've been enforcing. told to call yeah. these, and if they don't call them, they'll get graded down. I know everybody hates the refs and yells at the refs and swears at the refs. The refs are just doing what they've been told to do. What'd you make of Aaron Rodgers, his performance, the Packers as a whole, and him biting back a little bit? Well, first off, I, I still don't believe in your guy's tinfoil conspiracy theory that he tanked that game. Uh, you'll see. It, it, it's not still shocking at all. Let it all play out, Mike. I mean, you'll well, see. <laughs> how are you ever going to find out? He would have to admit that. You'll know, Mike. Okay. Yeah, you'll know. Okay. So, you know what? He needs to quit having rabbit ears, in all honesty. He wants to sit there and clap back on people who are clapping at him. You know who started this whole thing? Aaron Rodgers needs to look right in the mirror. He's the one who started all of this when he said he wasn't going to play for the past. What do you think is going to happen when a walk-in Hall of Famer, the reigning MVP, the, the greatest player on that team, and one of the greatest players in football history, let alone Packer history, says, I don't want to play for this team anymore. I'm not playing for this team anymore. What the hell do you think is going to happen? People <laughs> are going to comment over and over and over again. And now, if you're going to start clapping back on people that are commenting about it, oh, man, all I would say is shut your damn phone off. There is no need for you to be that sensitive. You are greater than everybody at what you do. One of the greatest of all time. Why are you letting people clap back on you and getting all sensitive about it when you started the whole thing? I'm super excited to see them take on the 49ers. He hasn't fared well against the 49ers. To me, that's the game of the weekend, Mike. Green Bay at San Francisco. I cannot wait to see that. Yeah, 49ers are a better team. They're they a better are. team. Yes. Now, right. the running game is hurting because of the injuries that they've had. But Garoppolo doesn't throw interceptions. Really, neither does does um, uh, Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, I, I like San Francisco in this game, mainly because of their defense. Their defense is getting back again. They're getting, they're getting nicked up again a little bit, which is amazing. They were on the MASH team last year. But I just think their defense will be the difference in this game, and they'll be better than Green Bay's. And I, I, I think San Francisco wins this game. I have a crazy uh, theory. I think Dallas, even at 1-1, one one, because of how they played against Tampa Bay, because they went to L.A. and they beat that quarterback and that team, and I thought L.A. was going to beat them pretty good. Mike, Dallas is sneaky, well, sneaky good, man. So I'll say again, for people that watch a football game and just watch the ball, if you want to learn other positions, watch Zach Martin. I mean, Zach was back. When him and Tyron Smith are on that offensive line, Zach Martin's the best guard in the game, could be the best old lineman uh, in the game. The running game is going again. They're two-headed now. You got uh, Zeke and you got Pollard as well, who went over 100 yards. The duo of CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper is fantastic. And the biggest thing, though, Stu, is their defense is better. Now, again, it couldn't get much worse because they were horrific last year, but they're playing better. 
you know, Micah Parsons, it was pretty impressive him going down and playing DN because they had two DNs, uh, two defensive ends out the last game. Shows some versatility out of him. But that defense is playing better, and they needed that. They needed that, and they got it. So they're a team now. We've seen Dak throw for 400 yards occasionally, but they need to be a running, passing football team. That's when they're at their best, and their defense is better. So everybody was handing it to Washington, right, at the beginning of the year. Washington's defense, which everybody thought was going to be one of the top, hasn't been as good as advertised just yet. So right now, yeah, it's it's the Cowboys, and they get their home opener on Monday night against Philadelphia. All right, Mike, let's get you out of here. I know you had a run. Where can people find you this weekend? Uh, Saturday night for Learfield, I will be calling Kate Scott, and I will be calling UCLA at Stanford. Chip Kelly against David Shaw, two guys that we had yes. in stupidity. How about good. that? Mike, get out of here. Thank you. God bless football. See you, guys. We teased this last week, and we actually got him this week. Matthew Cherry is joining us to give us his fantasy advice, and I am told he has his top five fantasy tips this week. How about that? I mean, this is exciting. God bless football, Matthew Cherry. We're cherry picking is what we're doing. We're picking the, the top five Matthew Cherry fantasy tips of the week, and we're excited to be here, by the way. I just got done listening to the Greg Cody Show podcast, as coincidence would have it, and I get a lot of my fantasy intel from there because those guys really know how to do it right and do it big. It's fantastic. And and they do a lot of, you know, they got less football as well because, uh, you know, it's it's the time of the year where you can't ignore it. It's king sport. Before uh, we get to your top five tips here, uh, Matthew Cherry, I do have some questions we solicited on social media from some listeners. So here's the first one for you, okay? He needs to start two of these four guys, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jamar Chase, Marvin Jones or Sterling Shepard need to start two. Wow. Um, I, I'm a big Jamar Chase guy, believe it or not. Um, he had a pretty solid 13 points last week. I feel like he's got a big high ceiling like the Sistine Chapel. And uh, and Pittsburgh's been struggling a little bit on defense, so I'm definitely going to go with Jamar Chase. And, and I think Edwards Hilaire uh, is always a good bet uh, at the arrow, yeah, at the arrowhead. Uh, I, I like him against the Chargers defense, even though they're pretty stout. But um, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Edwards Hilaire. I think uh, Mahomes needs a rest from those uh, from those 40 pass games. Matthew, I am in the week three Levitard and Friends Fantasy League here on DraftKings, and we have a $55,000 budget. I'm trying to figure out, should I spend $8,200 on Patrick Mahomes against the Chargers, or should I spend $7,600 on Russell Wilson against the Vikings. Wow, I like the latter. I really like, and in fact, that's that's one of my top five picks of this week is uh, Seattle's passing offense with Russell and Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf against that wow. Minnesota secondary. They're, they're inexperienced. They're sort of uh, a very beatable, leaky secondary in Minnesota, and I really love Seattle in that game. KJ Osborne, boomer bust. Oh, wow. Well, I was talking to Dalvin Cook uh, at camp earlier this week, and, you know, he's got that tender ankle, and uh, he's not complaining, but at the same time, if you're the Vikings, you don't want to have Dalvin carry the ball 35 times either. That's another reason why I think um, a receiver like KJ is a good play this week. Mm. Yep, Matthew Cherry with us here. Uh, he travels to all the camps every year. That's how close he gets to the action. Yeah. Every year, every week. I'm going to 32 teams a week. I'm never home. All right, the time has come. We're all very excited. Uh, your top five fantasy tips as we head in to a big week three here in the uh, in the fantasy season. Okay, well, number five, it's Russell Wilson uh, and that pass offense against Minnesota's secondary. I think that's a great play this week. Uh, number four, a little bit of a question because he's got sore ribs, but if, if you can clear DeAndre Hopkins to play, uh, I think he's a great play against Jacksonville. Uh, because Kyler Murray flings it, and um, and Hopkins has been a little bit under uh, utilized so far this season. And if he's healthy with those ribs, I think he's doing a huge breakout game against Jacksonville. Um, number three would be uh, Josh Allen against a Washington pass defense that has disappointed so far. Uh, and I think we began to see what Josh Allen can do last week, even though he didn't have a great individual game against Miami, even winning 35-0, but he's due for a big offensive game. Number two, listen, I have a, a, a slogan. If you're good enough for the Lobos, you're good enough for my team. And, and Aaron Jones is a running back for Greg's Lobos, America's fantasy team. 
And Aaron Jones is a great play this week against a leaky San Francisco run defense. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I look for Green Bay to upset San Fran, and Aaron Jones is going to be the reason. And my number one cherry pick of a play this week is Tennessee's Derrick Henry against Indianapolis. The Colts have an okay defense, but not against Derrick Henry. He's run for 489 yards in the past three meetings with the Colts. And he's we put a saddle on him and ride him off. Uh, Billy, did you find it odd at all that Matthew Cherry's favorite fantasy team is Greg Cody's favorite fantasy team? Seemed like he knew a lot about that team for whatever reason. <laughs> well, I mean, Greg's Lobos, you know, that's America's fantasy team. Hmm. That's the most well-known fantasy team in America uh, for a reason. And, uh, and, you know, they have Zeke Elliott, they have Lamar Jackson, they have, um, uh, you know, Aaron Jones. I mean, they, they know how to stock a team and stack a team. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, that, that's why Matthew Cherry loves them so much, right? You're damn right. He's cherry picking. <laughs> cherry bombs, I think. Yes, I like it. Hey, wait, what, wait, can you tell me? Just, just, just stick that landing again. What was your first tip and what are we supposed to do with them? If I could quote from Greg's Lobos, you put a Lobo mint under your pillow and you dream big. But in this case, you take these cherry bombs, you stick them in the mailbox and you watch them explode in your favor. That's oh what you do. God bless Thank football. You. Thank you. God bless football. Listen, the reason I heard about you was because I listened to you on the Greg Cody Show podcast. And so that's why we wanted to have you on. There you go. A lot of people say I sound like uh, Greg Cody, but uh, I don't Matt hear Cherry. it. Uh, no, uh, you sound like Matthew Cherry to me. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thank you for the cherry bombs. I'm going to put them all in my mailbox and let them explode. Okay. There you go. I'll be listening. <laughs> Sims, I wanted to call you last weekend on Sunday at around uh, 2 o'clock. I wanted you to... I leave. bet you did. <laughs> I wanted you to tell me that everything was going to be okay with Zach Wilson. You know, listen, I, I watched that game back yesterday on film. Here's the first thing I would tell you. Don't jump off like the George Washington Bridge yet, okay? I'm not. You're fine. I'm not. I'm All not right? going to. Yeah. I promise you. You, yeah. you shouldn't. And the one thing, this is, I'm just going to go big picture Jets here. A lot to be still like, when I watched it back, I went... Damn, there's still a lot I like about the Jets and where they're going. You know, we'll get into the turnovers and, and everything Zach Wilson did here in a second. But, like, big picture of things is there you are playing the Patriots, who got a pretty talented roster. You got two or three interceptions from your rookie quarterback, and you're still sitting in there in the game at 10 to 3, 13 to 3. You know, I think that is a positive. Elijah Vera Tucker, him playing at left guard, beast mode. I mean, I'm excited about him. So, Defense has been good. O-line been pretty good. Quarterback made some dumb rookie mistakes. There's just no other way to say it. Don't get too caught up in the results right now. Just be about the look of the player, the look of the team. I mean, listen, we're getting re results. Like Trevor Lawrence ain't looking much better down there in Jacksonville. No. But, you know, don't, don't jump the gun. You know, it's still – you're seeing the talent the player has. He'll learn from those mistakes, you know, from that experience. And don't forget, that Patriots defense is the real deal. I mean, they really are. And he's still kind of learning his way in the NFL. The first interception, you know, down the middle to J.C. Jackson, I don't find that egregious. I don't. There's a lot of times you're going to throw that ball against that coverage. Now, he had to throw it a little quicker than he wanted because he had pressure in his face. But J.C. Jackson does an amazing job to reach back and get his hand on the ball and pop it in the air. Corey Davis can also come back to the receiver, right? Like they teach you in peewees, when you get to the top of your route, come back to the receiver. He didn't help him there. Interception number two, roll into the right, the throw to Corey Davis again. Yeah, you know, you'd like, you're going to tell your quarterback in the meeting the next day, hit him in the chin, hit him under the chest, somewhere there, of course. But the receiver coach is going, Corey, we're paying you a lot of money. We expect you to catch that ball. It went right through both your hands. Interception three and four were stupid as hell. There's just no other way to really say it. You and know, that's fine. Right. Yes, that's fine. So just continue to look at that. He just got to realize this isn't BYU. Two or three throws with his rocket right arm aren't going to get you back in the game like the old days. And he's on a lesser team right now that's young and kind of finding their way. And he's got to learn that he's got to play like he did week one where we were excited, right? Oh, it wasn't great the first half. And all of a sudden he hung in there in the third and fourth quarter. It turns around. And now he's out able to push the envelope and make a few plays. 
and all of a sudden you're in a game. So he'll learn from that. I'm not panicked by it at all with him or Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields, tough spot against the Cleveland Browns. Very good defense. Uh, what are you expecting here from Justin Fields this week? I, you know, like, I think this is not a bad week to start him. I know I, I've seen some people go, oh, man, this could be trouble in Cleveland. But Cleveland's defense ain't been worth a damn yet this year. It's not that bad, let alone he's going to have the advantage of, you know, a full week of practice. The coach is going to get the game plan around him. And then Cleveland's going to be like, well, I don't know what kind of quarterback design runs they're going to do and, and what they're going to do with his athletic ability. So there's going to be that surprise element that's going to play into that. And Cleveland's pass defense has been crapsville so far. It's been shitty. And yeah. I don't know any other way to say it. I mean, if Tyrod Taylor stays in that game last week, who knows what happened? We saw Mahomes and company go up and down the field on them the week before. I know that. But, like, you know, we were sitting there last week. I'm watching the Cleveland-Texans game. And, you know, Tyrod Taylor's out of the game. And Davis Mills is moving them down the field. And they're going to kick a chip shot field goal to make it a one-score game with, like, two minutes left. And so this is not the worst spot for him. And, uh, I, you know, I'm expecting them to play well. Like, not, like, take over the game and be a superstar, but I don't think this is going to be too big for him at all. And I would be I – I would think this game – I'm going to pick Cleveland to win, but I think it's going to be very close. I do. Yeah. I, I think they hang in there, Chicago. Okay. Did everybody miss something on Taylor Heineke? Or Boom. is he just having a hot streak? You know what happens, really, Billy, and it's a great question, is, you know, there's no, like – okay, when you evaluate him, where he came from school, you go, wait, it's a good arm, but it's not a great arm. You know, he's a good athlete, but not a great athlete. He's undersized. But what you can't measure sometimes with a guy like Taylor Heineke is just like he can play. He just knows how to play the game. He's got a great feel of just moving in the pocket. He's athletic enough to get himself out of trouble. You know, his arm's strong enough to make every throw, but not like to make you go, wow, oh my gosh, right? So I think there is that element. It's a pretty good offense there in Washington, too. I mean, Terry McLaurin's a superstar, you know, and they got good tight end, good running back, decent offensive line. And, you know, it's a Giants defense that's not super talented either. No great pass rush, not a great secondary. So I think it's set up for him there a little bit to – to play well. We'll see where it goes. Like there's certainly some plays, Billy, when I watch that game on film during the week where I go, Oh man, Taylor Heineke left some yards on the field. Like there might've been a guy screaming down the middle for a 30 yard game. And he just went, ah, I'm going to check it down. And okay. You got away with that this week, but I, is, is that going to, you're going to get away with that week after week after week where I go, Oh, there's a 20 yard in cut. And if you threw it on the money, instead of the guy having to jump way up in the air, you know, and he fell down. If he threw it on the money, he would have caught it. Maybe he ran out the back door for a 70-yard touchdown. So, you know, it, it worked out in his favor. I like what I see. I'm just – I guess what I'm saying is I'm not sold yet that he's like the guy, the starter. I'd like to see a little bit more before I make that, that kind of judgment. Tell me what you're seeing differently. A lot of people made a big deal about Stafford leaving the Lions and now going to Sean McVay and the LA Rams. Are you seeing a different – Matthew Stafford was already good to me. Are you seeing something different in the first two games here? I No. I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the real thing is that guys like you and me are in the minority with that kind of, like, stuff. Because we just have too many people in the world right now that are like, wait, win is quarterback and loss is quarterback. And I want to go, no – you know, back to like Sam Darnold with the Jets. No, it was crap in Detroit. And that's not going to let a quarterback look as good as he can when you're just got crap around you all the time. I mean, no thousand yard rushers, never pass protection. I know we had Calvin Johnson early in his career. Most people can't name one damn other player he played with on offense though. So, you know, nor a marquee defensive player other than Ndamukong Sue early in his career. Whoa, they had three guys. Damn, I didn't know they were supposed to win the Super Bowl a bunch of times with three guys. Like, so, yes, now he's in, like, a complete team. He's got a tried, you know, a proven system with McVay. And a guy in McVay, I think that's, like, more than anything, yeah, they got talent around him. But I think McVay's been handcuffed the last few years a little bit by his quarterback. So it's like, they're both like, it's a bromance. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad to see you. You know, you can throw the ball everywhere and I don't have to worry about what play I call. And then, you know, Stafford's looking at him and going, 
damn, you got a plan for everything and all these great plays. I love this. So that's where it really kicked butt for him. And I think it's like, it's only going to get better. Just like Brady with the Bucks last year, it took a little time. You know, they're just going to continue to add more offense and tinker with different plays. And I, you know, the Rams are dangerous. It's kind of why I picked them to, to go to the Super Bowl this year. I, I thought between their talent and McVay and Stafford that they would they would get this straight and, and be one of the top teams in football. Deshaun Watson seems like, listen, if it happens one day down the road, it happens. And we know the Dolphins are going to be interested. But if you think that you have a team that's kind of ready to take that next step and you're not sold on Tua, and I don't think the Dolphins are sold. How could you be sold on Tua right. at this point? Right, plus, right. Plus all, the, plus all the injuries. They have draft capital. They have so many picks over the next couple of years, the Dolphins. They've done a great job. Would it be outlandish to for the Dolphins to consider maybe trading for Jimmy Garoppolo? No, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't do think it. he's. I don't think he's the guy. I think he needs a certain formula and support system around him, you know, to 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 play at the level we're talking about as well, you know. So that's where I would look at it. Like, yeah, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, good, good if you got the right pieces and the right system around him, but not the guy that we're talking about, like in a Deshaun Watson, where you go, man, if we got a few injuries or the offensive coordinator's got a bad game plan, right. you know, it doesn't really matter. Watson will cover some of those holes and we'll still be in the game. He's special that way. And yes, I still think my the, the Dolphins got their eye on, on Deshaun Watson, 100%. It's just Nick Casario, the GM of the Texans, he's not just going to sell, you know, Deshaun Watson down the river for a bunch of toothpicks or anything like that. That's mm -hmm. not going to happen. You know, you got to think, yeah, you, you go, well, don't they want to get rid of the headache and the contract? Sure. Yeah, they do, I'm sure. But at the same time, they don't want to trade them away for like maybe one first round pick and a second rounder. And then next year, Deshaun Watson's in the MVP race and right. everybody's going, how stupid are we, the Houston Texans? We traded that guy away for a first. So he's going to wait until the market goes back up and some of this court stuff gets figured out. So, you know, he can ask for three first-round picks and then some. And, Jeez. yeah, you said it. They do have that draft capita. It's just uh, when do they want to pull that trigger? Do they want to do it right now in the middle of the year? You might not get him to play at all. I doubt you would. So that's why I said last week, I think no, you just ride it out for now and then wait till the offseason to make that move. It's a great point. You have to wait because you know that Deshaun wants to come to Miami. He loves the coaching staff. He loves the GM. He wants 100%. to be there. percent. Just got to ride it out for talent like that. I, I think so, but I think that that's everything I've known from back in the spring. I was saying that there's there's some common link. I don't know where the relationship is, but I was told by people like that I know and trust right. that Watson wanted Miami. Miami wants Watson and. The owner wants Watson. I mean, he's mm -hmm. told people. Uh, so it, that, those are facts. It's just about, you know, when is Houston ready to deal? And does Miami want to do all this before what they really know was going to happen in his personal life with all the court stuff? Jameis Winston. Everyone was raving about him after the first week, talking about LASIK, and now everyone's crushing him again. Uh, <laughs> where are we with Jameis Winston in your mind? Well... <laughs> You know, like the whooping they gave Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers the week before, they received it. It was like karma came their way the next week. I've been trying to tell everybody about the Carolina Panthers. I picked the Panthers to go to the playoffs this year. They're the real deal. They got everything. I think people will see that on Thursday night football against the Texans here. Like, you're going to see that, man, not only they got talent, they got size, they got scheme diversity and creativity. They're really good that way. You know, in week one, it was the five touchdown passes. But let's not forget, it was only 140 yards. You know, they right. didn't really have to rely <laughs> on him to throw the ball. Now, I, he made some stupid mistakes in this last game. But also, like, man, they were – he was in Desperateville. I mean, the first interception was bad, all right, before the end of the half when he kind of got out of a sack and then threw the ball up. You're like, oh, shit, that's the old Jameis Winston there. The one towards the end of the game – Hey, he's trying to make something happen. I'm not going to hold that against him. They were out game planned, out physical, but like, do I still want to see Jameis Winston? Like, is he going to be capable when they have to throw the ball 30 and 35 times a game? Can he execute and make all the right throws and decisions? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. And I think that's why Sean Payton's still kind of playing that smash mouth style of football, you know, could kind of ease Jameis Winston in there.
Carolina's really good. That's not the last we'll see of the Saints. I'm not sure they beat New England up in New England this week. They're very similar teams, and I'm going to take New England to win a close one in that. But, yeah, no, let's, let's not go crazy yet on Jameis Winston. Let, let's see how this plays out a little bit. Can we stop the conversation about Lamar Jackson? The guy is an MVP. He's a quarterback that can lead his team to a Super Bowl. Can we stop asking the question, is Lamar Jackson a good NFL quarterback? He's not good. He's great. Exactly. That's the way to say it. Like, shut up, everybody. Shut up. Like, (laughs) here's what I didn't like about it. First off, he came back from 11 points down against the Kansas City Chiefs. If the roles were reversed and Mahomes came back from 11 points down, everybody, all everybody would go, oh, my gosh, Mahomes magic. He came back. He brought them back. Almost every quarterback in football would have got the benefit of that right there. But with, like, Lamar Jackson, people just gloss it over. And why? Because he didn't do it the way, like, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady do it? You know, there's, there's, there's more ways to win a football game. And he was the best player on the field that night. He's really special. He can beat you with his right arm. No, he's not going to be Rodgers or Mahomes or Josh Allen. No, but he's still, he is a game plan nightmare. He's one of the best open field runners in the league. And he can throw the ball at an elite level. Like as far as like big time arm, making awkward throws. He does a lot of great things that way. You know, also like we've talked about, I think before, like it's on them to find more ways to throw the ball creatively too. They've been very predictable in their pass offense the last few years. So I I could say, man, you call those plays with the other great quarterbacks in football, they're not going to look that great either. They're not. I'm sorry. So, yeah, let's give the damn guy a little credit. I mean, all he's done since he's gotten the NFL is win, 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 MVP, playoffs. (laughs) And, you know, he wins a playoff game last year, and that's not good enough. And it's just – why? You know, that, that's where it's just it, he does get a little bit of an unfair criticism, in my opinion. I'm just going to read between the lines there, Chris. Yeah. You're saying if the roles were reversed, we'd be praising Mahomes. You're saying that Lamar was the best player on the field. I feel like you're saying Mahomes choked and is a bit overrated. No, I don't. I don't feel that. I don't feel that. <laughs> Mahomes is not overrated. He's already like one of the all time great. But just, did just he choke bit. in that game? Like, you know, I don't want to say choke, but mm. damn, that was a horrible interception. Mm. That was horrible. They had the ball a bunch of times up two scores to put the game away and didn't do that. <laughs> so, like, if that was Lamar Jackson, all I'm saying is everybody mm-hmm. would go, see, the fact that he couldn't throw the ball and move it, that's why they didn't win the game. So I just don't like when there's double standards for other people. Same. And Lamar Jackson doesn't have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and the best offensive line pass protecting in football mm. either. So I just yeah. want people to, like, be a little fair. No, Mahomes is the best player in the sport. He's the best player in the sport, Billy. So don't don't, don't go there. Maybe lost a step, I, though. Maybe lost a yeah. little bit of a step. But I think what Billy's saying, if Lamar was on the Chiefs, he'd be the best player in the sport. I mean, that's all. Mm, I, don't, I didn't even think about that. I don't that. know. I don't know if I would say that. I'd still think <laughs> Lamar would be up there. But I'm not going to say he'd be the best player in the sport. Mahomes is so amazing. Billy. Yes. Billy, I've been trying to say this, like, on my pot. I'm with you. I think Mahomes has lost a step running. Thank you. I do. I don't see the same explosion. And I've heard a few rumors that there was concern about his toe, even in training camp. And I don't think he is totally 100% there. I brought this up many a times to go, I see throws and things or or movement or throws to the right or when he's running out of the pocket where I go, the old Mahomes would have turned the corner right there and attacked the line of scrimmage and be able to throw it. But then he just gets pushed out of bounds. So I, I'm with you, Billy. You know, I, it's hard to quantify it, but I kind of see it the same way you do. Mm-hmm. Just a little off. That's all Billy and I have been saying. Yeah. Just a little, a little off. off. Uh, exactly. Did you find it funny that John Harbaugh celebrated going for it on fourth and short more than <laughs> there was a bigger celebration for that conversion than there was for him winning the Super Bowl? I mean, oh, <laughs> I, I know. But I love that about John Harbaugh. <laughs> I really do. I love the fact that he, like, you know, just has the guts to listen to his team and, and do that type of stuff. I really do. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring that team together for sure. All right. And listen, we apologize. Billy and I are going to make your head explode by the end of the it's season. It's all right. Right? got to go anyways. But I got to go do something for NBC. They pay me more money than you. So they got right to re- reserve me before you well, do. 
Well, that's I'm not paying you anything. I'm Button Podcast, Football Night in America, BFD with Mike Florio. He's the best in the business. Chris Sims, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, you guys. See you, Billy. Right. You're the man. Thanks, Chris. Peace out. God bless football. All right, Billy, it is time for this week's edition of Studio Gots. I'm confused. Like, we did the show, God bless football, and I just, I was traveling last weekend. I saw some reaction on social media. You texted me stuff about my picks. What the hell happened with Studio Gots last week? Um, It went about as you would expect it to go. So you picked your five NFL games, your five uh, college games, as you usually do. Now, one of the NFL games didn't exist it was two teams that weren't playing each other they will at some point play but i don't think that they play until 2023 ah future bets okay you know i'll say that it's on me in a sense because you had the screen in front of you you were picking your own games i left it to you to choose which games you wanted and i just kind of assumed you would stick to games that were actually on the list right and i didn't think i'd have to go back and check them to make sure uh, that they were games, but you know what? You live and you learn. So All right. hopefully this week, yeah, you pick games that exist. But last week of those five games, you went 0-4-0 and one because I'm not going to give you a tie. The one is just going to be a, a separate category of its own games that don't exist, and you're one and zero in those games. It's a hanging one. It's a future that we'll we'll revisit it in sure. two years when they play. <laughs> I'll put a pin in that, and yeah, we'll check we'll check on that prediction two years down the road. Wait, so I was 0-4 in the NFL, and what was I in college? I picked five college games. What was my record yeah. in college? The five college games, you were three and one because you only picked four games. So <laughs> we're off to a great start so far. God, God bless, bless football. football. Yeah. <laughs> now, Billy, normally you know me. Like that was the first week of me picking games. We're still learning about these teams. Normally, what I do is I just throw those out. So it really, mm. for me, the college games count. I was three and one, and okay. the fifth game I was going to take did cover. So I'm four and one in college. Uh, but okay. I throw the NFL games, you know, because the first week you're betting and giving out gambling advice. Uh, if it doesn't go well, you just throw it out. You know, it doesn't count. Testing the water. Yeah, so we're o o o and one. And so normally I would tell people, hey, o and four, bad start. Haven't seen a lot of these teams play. Normally, I would tell people, hey, don't worry. We're going to get this thing together. I know what I'm doing, except for this. What if I told you that the pursuit of perfection isn't always a good thing? That 0 for 14 on your gambling picks isn't just possible, but will likely have real-life consequences. That my picks are for entertainment purposes only. That I gave you a sly wink and air quotes when I said that thing about my picks being for entertainment purposes only. That I've run into some pretty rough people you don't want to owe money to. That I've just taken out a third mortgage. That my daughters are going to have to make new friends in public school. That I know way too much about the University of Hawaii's football team because I'm always up late chasing. That my wife is probably leaving me and taking the kids. That if someone you never met before starts asking you questions about where I've been, tell them you haven't seen me in a while and immediately text me so I can get on the next flight to El Salvador. That I know it's been a rough couple of weeks, but I've got a great feeling about the Titans plus six and a half on Sunday. ESPN Films presents a 30 for 30 about one man's fight to keep both his kneecaps. Like I said, nothing to worry about. Billy, it is time for this week's edition of Studio Gods. I am going to pick five college games this. I'm going to stick to the plan, okay, Billy? Five college games and five NFL games. You got it? Real games. This yes, week. real games this week, okay? Let's start with the college slate where I am three and one, really four and one, because the game I forgot to pick covered. Uh, we go with college first. We're going to start with Wisconsin. They are taking on Notre Dame. Now, I don't like Wisconsin. I don't want them near my college football playoff, but they've already lost. I also don't like Notre Dame. I don't want them near my college football playoff. So therefore, we need Wisconsin to win this game to get Notre Dame the hell out of here. 
I'm going to take Wisconsin, the Badgers, minus six over Notre Dame. Sorry, Smetty. I have Wisconsin winning by 10 points. We go to LSU, minus two and a half. They're taking on Mississippi State. I have no idea what happened since Joe Burrow left, but I know they're not as bad as Mississippi State. I am going to take LSU by seven points at Mississippi State. We go to Florida, the Swamp. I was there last week. Florida. They are the best team in the country simply because they lost to Alabama by two. Uh, how about that? You agree with that, Bill? That the worst two-point conversion I've ever seen called. What was that? It was give it to the fullback and see if he can get you two yards. That's what it was. Well, it seemed like the quarterback didn't even want to let go of the ball. Like They were running together deciding who's going to run in with the ball. I know. I will tell you, that same play gashed the Alabama team as the entire second half, though. So I don't know. But it's a letdown spot here for the Gators. I'm not saying the Gators are going to lose. I'm just saying they're not going to cover. Tennessee is getting 18 and a half points on the road. I have Florida winning the game by 10 points. That means, of course, that Tennessee covers. Michigan State. You know what the M in Miami stands for? It stands for Michigan State. They had a Sparty party down here in Miami last week, and that's going to continue. They are taking on Scott Frost in Nebraska. I can't stand that guy. I can't stand that team. I don't even know if I can stand that state. What am I doing to Nebraska? Poor Nebraska. They don't deserve any of this. But I have Michigan State at home minus five. I have them winning by two touchdowns. Army, my favorite team. Oh, Billy, do we love the Army. You love the Army too, right? They are number one in our power rankings. Thank you for your service, Army. Thank you very much. I have uh, Army. They're taking on Miami of Ohio. I can't name a player on either team. But I am going to take Army, the cadet, minus eight at home. They win the game by 13 points. And Billy, I will not stop with Army. I move on to Air Force. How about that? What happened? How, how, you don't know a player on either one of the teams, but you know Army's going to win by 13 points. <laughs> yeah, I'm an exit 3-1 last week, Billy. That's right. 4-1 yeah. if you count the game. I didn't pick that cover. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Now, Air Force is playing FAU. Minus mm-hmm. 4. You tell me, Billy, if you had to bet an amount of money on this game that mattered to you. Air Force, right? They protect us, Billy, all right? Yeah, They're a bunch of badasses, and they're taking on a team from Boca. Who would you take in that game, Bill? Air Force, you guys. I'm going to take the Air Force Thank you for your service, Air Force. (laughs) The Falcons, I think. Um, I am going to take Air Force by 10 points over FAU. Those are my five college football games this week. We move on to the NFL. The Bears, Justin Fields. It is Justin Fields time. The Red Rifle, he is injured, and Matt Nagy has announced that Justin Fields will be the starter at quarterback. They take on Mike Ryan's Cleveland Browns. That game is at Cleveland. I have the Bears not winning the game, but covering the Browns' win by four points. We go to New England, where everyone's making a big deal about Mac Jones. He hasn't thrown for north of 200 yards yet. I think he has two touchdown passes. He's not that good. Everyone relax. But he's going to be good this weekend. Because they're playing the Saints. I have the Pats at home. Jameis Winston looks like Jameis Winston with the Bucs. That's never a good thing. I have the Patriots winning that game by a touchdown. We go to Tennessee. The Titans, who got a big, big, big win at Seattle last week. Julio Jones looked like Julio Jones again. They're taking on the Colts. Carson Wentz is hurt. He's always hurt. I went there. I have the Titans winning that game at home by 10 points. The Buffalo Bills might be the best team in the NFL. I thought Washington was going to be good. Everyone told me they were going to be good. They're no good. But they do have Taylor Heineke, the green lizard. Uh, He is their quarterback. I am going to take the Bills here, however. They got off to a bad start in week one. Played much better in week two down here in Miami. The Bills are at home. Bills Mafia going to be out strong and early, getting hammered. I have the Bills winning the game by 14 points over the Washington football team. Uh, We go to Green Bay, the Packers. They're actually playing in San Francisco. This is going to be a great game. Kyle Shanahan, one of the great offensive minds. I said earlier this week, good luck keeping the Niners out of the playoffs. That's until I saw Aaron Rodgers look like Aaron Rodgers again. Now, Billy, I'm still not certain if he's tanking, but you know the rules of tanking. You can't oversell the tank, you know? Because then everyone's on to you tanking. And so how do you conceal the fact that you are tanking? You go on the road and beat the favorites of the NFC, and you beat the San Francisco 49ers, and you don't just beat them. You beat them good. You beat them by double digits 
on their home field. The Packers are getting three and a half points, and I have them winning by 14 points. How about that? You like that, Phil? Sure. Okay, good. Uh, the Cowboys, minus three and a half. I do think the Cowboys, based on how they played against Tampa, they lost that game, but it was a close game, and Dak looked very good. And the fact they went to San Diego and beat the Chargers, and I thought the Chargers would win that game. I think the Cowboys, I really do. I have them number one in my power rankings. How about that? The Cowboys are really, really good. They're at home. They're taking on the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. I have the Cowboys winning that game by four points. They cover barely by a half point but they do cover and billy a little new addition to stu you got the teaser of the week how about that a little teaser here i had well you don't like a teaser what is the teaser of the week the teaser is the buffalo bills they are minus seven you take them down to one they basically just have the win at home against washington and you take the titans they are plus two now they're minus five you tease them to plus two, so they're getting points. I have the Bills and the Titans in a two-team tease. It's a little thing I like to call my tease of the week. Those are my five picks in both the NFL and college football. I am going to exact some revenge this week, okay? I am going 5-0 and on both the college slates and the NFL slate. 5-0. and A pair of 5-0s, and a couple of fives, cutting it up. What do you think, Bill? Sure. Pair of fives, <laughs> All right. Those are your five picks this week for college and the NFL. Stu, you got. Good luck, everyone. All right, that will do it for this week, Billy. I'm not certain that uh, both Mike Golick Sr. and Chris Sims, I'm not certain they'll last the year with us without wanting to punch us in the face. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, mean I feel like between the two of us, it seems like they're they're closer to wanting to hit me than you at this point in time, but it's a long it's a long season. And I didn't even ask Golick one of the questions, which I wanted to ask him, which was if there should be a mulligan game this year because there's an extra game. But there's time. There's time. Were you afraid to ask him? Well, I was kind of reading the room and I, I got the feeling maybe let's not go this far this week. We'll wait a little bit. Do you believe Golik when he says that when he's on a water slide with his family at the uh, water park that there's blood in the water? A hundred percent, I believe that. I imagine there's no water or just blood. I mean. It's a blood slide. Yeah. God bless football. God bless football. Talk to you next week. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Yeah.